So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing episodes two and three of season four, Life After Lockup. On these episodes, Tiffany leaves Kevin after finding strange underwear, Chance tries to claim an unfinished garage is ready for Bobby, Lindsay and Deontay finally meet, a pregnant Destiny plots a way to crash Sean and Sarah's wedding, Brittany and Marcelino go to therapy, Puppy gets ditched at Amber's parents' commitment ceremony, Ray asks for blessings from Brittany's parents, and Chaz gets to see Branwyn again despite delayed flights. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things with you? Things are going okay. I had my first teacher work day today. Yeah, and we were out last week. We had a, you know outage last week we didn't make didn't find somebody to come substitute for you and no, now I was out of it town. is very difficult amongst my friends to find someone who watches love after lockup and i think part of it has to do with the channel it's on we tv yes most people are like what channel i don't do i get that i don't know what are you talking right. about yeah. well and then even i had difficulties because um you know i was relying on the we tv website to watch this week's episode and there was some kind of weird internal error yeah, that was uh, you. You you texted me about it, and I was like, "Well, maybe it's her problem." And no, it was, it was, it was definitely an internal error. Like, right, and it was there for me and everybody. And like, I'm like, yeah. do they not know this is here? Are they going to fix it? What's going on? Yeah, luckily, Mister O found me a bootleg copy of it, so yeah. uh, we were <laughs> yeah. able to do this week's uh, podcast. Right, and that's thankfully we weren't both working, and one of us could look for bootlegs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so I feel like a bootleg is a pretty much a good transition into any couple, but right. let's start with just because they were only in the first of the two episodes we're covering, and that's Kevin and Tiffany. So after finding panties in Kevin's drawer, Tiffany calls her friend to discuss how to handle the situation. You know, her friend's suggestion is that they just leave it on the bed with a fuck you note, and they both kind of suspect that Kayla is the culprit here. So we get reminded through a flashback that Kevin has been caught talking to girls before, and then we stop in with Kevin at work, where he's apparently still getting phone calls from Kayla, we assume. He's like, why is she calling me? So he has a discussion with his friend Mike, who knows firsthand how Kayla can appear out of nowhere, because he was there last, last season when she just <laughs> popped up out of nowhere at the bar. So Kevin is at the point now where at least he's thinking about blocking her, but doesn't really want to because he's worried that if he does, she's going to decide the next step is just pop up at the house, maybe while Tiffany's there. But and that wouldn't go over well, but little to his, little to his knowledge, because things are already not going the right way with Tiffany, who has decided that these panties are just they can't be his because he doesn't wear a medium. Right. So, you know, she doesn't want to turn back into a crazy girlfriend. So instead, she leaves a note with a, that says something like, well, when you can be loyal or something. I'll come back and leaves the key and then bounces. All right. So question, how long before she's back? Uh, very shortly. I think as soon as she is wore out her welcome somewhere else, because <laughs> I feel like this relationship, she knows what has been happening, right? She knows what kind of guy this person is, but at the same time, it's also a place to stay. Yeah. 
That's true. It, it, it's a bad. It's a it's a roof and a bed. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Also, I ha- I feel like to just peace out and not ask any follow up questions, right? Because how old is this underwear? Yeah, it could be like, oh, that was some girl that I had over five years ago. And I just like I like keeping the underwear around like, you know, yeah. it's just a discussion. But I don't know that it's a deal breaker. Right. Like I would need more information on it. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a good look. And I don't blame her for what she did. Uh, but I do think like maybe there's a small possibility that there could have been a justifiable reason for it yeah i just it 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 doesn't okay so let's go back and think of the scenarios they were in his drawer like folded like in his drawer right so are we under the impression that he had kayla over while she wasn't around Mm -hmm. and she left those right left her underwear he washed them multiple pairs of them put them (laughs) in his drawer and like didn't give them back to her. That's what that's what we're supposed to believe. That's what Hold her angle is. Hold up. Hold up. Because you know Kayla is crazy. Uh-huh. We've seen her. I would not put it past Kayla at all for her to plant the underwear there because she happened to be at the house to mark her territory. I've actually known of girls to have done that. None of my friends, but trying to, you know do something like with my other friends or whatever, but like planting underwear to make it give the impression to scare off a person like Tiffany. Like she's going to just, yeah. I mean, because the other thing too is it it, it also is a girlfriend move, right? I'll just leave a couple of pairs of my underwear at your place, right? Mm -hmm. That, that's, that's a, that's a girlfriend move. But so I don't know. It just seems like he also just seems like a person who's too lazy. Like when they were officially going out, she left some she left some here and I just never cleaned them out of my drawer. Like, I could also see Kevin being the type of guy who'd be like, well, girls are over here all the time. Might as well bring some underwear. <laughs> Might as well. Just in case we lose them. I don't know. What I, I rip them is. off. Uh, she has no more underwear. I, I that, yeah. that could be true. He's like, there are emergency ones for, yes, things right. that might happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. It, it, it's not a good look, but it does seem like it deserves – I think you're right. deserves a discussion before a just leaving. Right, right. Okay, so let's move on to uh, I guess a couple we haven't seen yet except for, uh, you know, the prior episode and this episode. And that was Puppy and Amber. So Amber is speaking at her parents' commitment ceremony. Puppy and her fiancé, Eric, both show up mid-speech and awkwardly sit down as Amber waits. Amber's parents were together, had Amber, and then were together until Amber was one, and then they parted ways. They ended up getting back together recently. After the ceremony, Amber goes to hug Puppy. We were reminded that Puppy went back to prison the last season we saw her on for, like, a week. In that time, Eric... You know, he was supposed to go to Vegas with Puppy, but he went to Vegas without her and then flew back only when she got out. It ends up that they actually can't get married now because Eric is still married. Puppy is 100% in love with Eric, but Amber isn't sure if Eric feels the same way about Puppy because he has been supposedly trying to get divorced for the past year, but it hasn't happened yet. Amber also points out that he never visited Puppy when she was in jail. 
Queen, Puppy and Amber's old cellmate, is talking with Eric and Puppy, and she's grilling Eric hard and low-key threatening him. Eric doesn't feel a need to answer questions and thinks everyone should just mind their own business. He just wants to leave because he's uncomfortable. Eric thinks Puppy is easily influenced, and when her friends question their relationship, she also seems to question the relationship. Eric then just takes off, and Puppy has to figure out how to get home. She doesn't think this is a good look, and people will blame Eric and not her. Amber goes to comfort a crying puppy as Puppy just asks her to hold her. In the next episode, Queen Amber and Puppy are all having a ladies' night in a hotel later that night. Puppy is disappointed in Eric, and she says she's in a bad place. Amber says she doesn't seem herself, and she also just doesn't seem happy. She tells Puppy she's beautiful, and she doesn't need to put up with Eric's crap. It ends up that Eric's ex-wife, Heather, isn't willing to grant him a divorce, and their other friend, Stevie, seems to think that he's playing both sides. Puppy starts to cry while her friends all hug her. Eric has asked Puppy to trust him, and she's really trying. Amber then tells Puppy that she has a new boyfriend, TC. They've been dating for a month, and they're already saying they love each other. Amber thinks he might be the one. Puppy doesn't think that he can be that important if she's just hearing about him now. Stevie asks Puppy if she's still in love with Amber, and she doesn't know because love just doesn't go away. During the commercial break, Amber disses Eric's style, saying it's so flashy that it looks fake. And normally she would think it's cute when couples match, but when they do it, it seems a little much. The next morning, Puppy is supposed to be driving back to Atlanta with Eric, and Queen and Amber can't really stay any longer to help her out because they're on a travel pass. Amber has a real talk with Puppy, saying they don't have the most open form of communication, but she, if she needs anything, she's there. Puppy goes back to her hotel room, and Eric's stuff is still there. She calls Amber, who tells her to pack it up, and worst case scenario, if Eric doesn't come back, she'll have her mom call Uh, and help her get home. Uh, Eric finally shows up and says he was in the casino. He thinks it was better to do his own thing, and she hadn't called. Puppy demands answers about the divorce because she feels like they're just in limbo. Eric tries to hug it out, and she ends up caving and forgiving him. All right, so (sighs) why is Puppy with this dude? I don't know. (laughs) I got I, I I don't know because he did. She still seems into Amber, right? Yes. But like, is it also seems to be like? But I know that's not going to work. Like, right. he's trying to do something else. And why this dude is the is the answer? I don't know because he seems to have a way, like with it. Because you're right. It's like she's really upset. She's mad. She's doing all this stuff, and then like he just like. St- grabs her and like cuddles her and she's like i'm done that's it i forgive him like it's it's all it's <laughs> well, all. No, no. she did push him away for like a second and then it was like oh okay i'm caving yeah it, it, it yeah because he doesn't really explain anything he doesn't no, really he talk doesn't. he doesn't communicate like i don't understand no i know i just feel bad for her because i feel that i don't know if it's low self-esteem feeling like she can't do any better than Eric, but it's just like, she's just decided that this is her guy and she's going to stick it out no matter how terrible the situation is. Because 
That should tell you a lot. He abandoned her. She had no idea how she was going to get back home. And she's on probation still. Now, granted, he didn't actually abandon her so she can get back to Atlanta. But that's still like, and all her friends think that he's some asshole that just like ditched her. And they were all worrying and trying to figure out how to get her home, too. Yeah, because they just assumed he just headed on back to Atlanta, just got in the car and started driving. Um, I mean, which I mean, she should have known. It was weird that she didn't like check the room for his stuff. Like right. before she went to bed, before she went, mm-hmm. had that, you know, drunken thing and then stayed and slept in the room like that was because he would think the same thing. Imagine he came back to the room and wasn't at the casino. He'd yeah. be like, well, I don't know where she went. Like now she's gone. Right. Because it was I it was like in the same hotel. I was very confused about this whole this whole arrangement. Yeah, they didn't really make it super clear, but it seems like after watching, you know, the entire episode that it seems like they were just all staying in the same hotel that, you know, Queen Amber and their friend Stevie were all in one room and Puppy was in another room with her uh, fiance, Eric. And then Puppy never went back there because they were just probably having too good of a time drinking. You know, she was trying to forget. And also, just quite honestly, she probably felt really upset and lonely that Eric left her there. Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't know. I guess she would have checked. We just didn't get the part where she checked the room and like checked in the room. And it's like all we got was. And I don't even know the way he said it. Did she even text him to be like, yo, where are you? It doesn't seem like, like she did. And, you know, and that's so I don't know, like, how much were you even trying? And so I kind of get it on on his part, too. Like, I also get I get why he didn't want to be in that wedding anymore at that wedding anymore, because it did seem like everybody's like, dude, like nobody likes me here. They're all just like asking me, like, were you here for the right reasons? And I'm like, this is I. I, I, Well, like one person, I felt like he wasn't getting attacked by everyone. It was literally Queen. And I felt like the questions she was asking him were absolutely fair. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that he hasn't even really talked to Puppy about those things. And that's why it was even more difficult for him to talk to someone that wasn't his partner. Yeah. But those are like things that need to be very clear when you're like married. Right. <laughs> right. right. Like, yes, why is your divorce not final yet is a yeah. pretty important thing to have a handle on and to be choice about it. Because, yeah, because it could be that, oh, yeah, she's denying him the divorce. But is there things he could be doing to move that along that he's not doing? Right. And he's just right. kind of waiting for her to decide to grant him the divorce. Because a divorce is one of those things that, you know, to get married, two people have to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. To get divorced, only one person does. Sure. Uh, and the divorce is going to happen. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you're getting divorced. Yeah. But they, but you do, it, it does take more steps and it is more difficult when one person is not involved and doesn't want to do it. But it's going to happen as long as yeah. the one person does what they need to do. And I don't know that he is either. And he's not being communicative and clear enough that he's doing what he needs to do. Because, yeah, it's very concerning if you're like, well, if you, or want to be divorced and you want to marry me, why are you not doing the things that have to happen to make it happen? Right. There's something there. And quite honestly, I don't know if I would necessarily believe him. And depending on how amicable this divorce proceeding is going, like I would probably want to get her side of the story too. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Because yeah, the implication at least that they had is that, it's not really a divorce or a separation and she's just a yeah. side chick, right? Yeah. 
which yes puppy thinks that that is a possibility so it's like well if you really think that maybe you should like have a conversation with her mm-hmm. all right so going on to people who suck at having conversations let's go to sean and sarah so we start with sarah obviously being mad and sean not knowing why surprise but it's because she thinks that they had that meeting with his family and she doesn't think things went really well. But Sean is confident that the family's going to come to like her. And, you know, they totally got along with you because you're super laid back. But anyway, speaking of family, Sean says that he wants the rest of his kids to be at the wedding. But that means Kelly would also have to come. So Sarah is fine with the kids coming. In fact, she'd welcome it since she's never actually met them. That is insane to me, by the way. I said that. Yeah. Like, how are you going to marry somebody you haven't met their children? But anyway, um, she's fine with the kids coming. But Kelly, the ex that's been pissing her off and, and, and calling him constantly, she says that's the most ridiculous thing she's ever heard. But clearly producers know something is up when they're talking about it in an interview because Sean's making dumb faces mm. and they're just like, why are you making dumb faces, Sean? <laughs> She's like, I'm not making I'm not making dumb faces. But anyway, she keeps going on. She thinks that this is she is Sarah, that if, you know, Kelly wouldn't be there, it would just be she wouldn't be if she were to be there, she wouldn't just be able to be peaceful in the audience. She'd try to ruin the whole wedding. And after all. They are his kids, too. And well, I don't know. She doesn't understand why he can't just tell her, no, my kids are going to be here at this time. Um, and he has to, like, ask her for permission. Um, anyway, so she tries to turn the turn the tables and be like, well, should we invite my exes? Or what about Destiny? Who Sean says isn't coming, but he isn't entirely sure what's going on because he doesn't know if she's going to be able to track him down or not. God. So, Sarah is still trying to get into the family's good graces. And thankfully, Tina agreed to come for a pre-wedding. I guess it was a pedicure. I don't know. Their feet were in the foot bath. So I assume that was happening afterwards. Yeah. Um, so the communication of things, obviously, to improve things, communication can't go through Sean. Because he's the worst player of telephone in the history of ever. Of ever. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So they sit there with crowns on for some reason, <laughs> trying to clear up um, how, you know, it's all Sean's fault and that's a good time to go check in with Sean who's answering a phone call with, from Kelly so he's trying to get the kids to the wedding but she's still in the mode where she's like I'm not going to let them come unless I'm there too so she accuses him of putting on a dog and pony show you know just to kind of seem like a good dad for once and she doesn't really want to be want to participate in that so back with Sarah and she's expressing her concerns with Sean's past particularly how he had this super long relationship with Kelly and that he never married her and he got was engaged to Destiny and she didn't even know about that. And oh, yeah. Speaking of deceit, we also go back to Sean and he caves and invites Kelly to the wedding. Oh, God. So it's also during this conversation that he drops to Kelly that Sarah is pregnant, which Kelly just is like, oh, are you kidding me? I can't believe it. Especially when she finds out how far along she is. God. <laughs> so. He wants her to come still, though, and is willing to pay her and the kids way. And she's like, oh, can you do that? Give me $500 now. So he's glad it's working out, if that's his definition of working out. <laughs> but he's not excited to tell Sarah about it. So then I think this is when we went to the other episode. It's time to yes. check in with Destiny. Yep. And she gets her own title screen, but we're putting her in here because she's baby shopping with her friend. And then we get a recap of her crazy year. 
She married Jason, which I completely forgot that she had married some I other dude. Too. <laughs> I did too. I had exactly forgotten. I was like, oh, it's probably his kid. <laughs> right. That makes more sense. Yeah. So she was sent back to prison a few months later, only to split up with Jason after she got released. So she doesn't know how she's going to handle things financially, except she's except to say that she knows that Sean is going to give her money. That's so which weird. Leads to a montage of all the lies and deceit. Um, so she says that he ho- owes her ten thousand the ten thousand dollar ring that he promised um, her, which that's not how engagement work when you're supposed to give back the ring. Um, yeah. For the half of the, her half of the car that she that he had um, repoed, okay, I can give her that one. Yeah. Um, plus, essentially, wages because she spent time with him. Like for all the time <laughs> she wants wages, she wants a salary or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but right now Sean isn't worried about that because he's scribbling his vows on six pages of a notepad. So he asks about how things went between with Sarah and his sister, and she gives him the always scary. Is there anything you need to tell me? Question. And then for him, though, there's, we know there's a lot of secrets. So when somebody says that to him, he's like, oh, I got to pick one, one out of the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> so he tells her that Destiny called. So she tells us that it was – Destiny tells us it was like super easy to get his number because he switched his phone number, but he didn't block her on social media and all of his social media has his phone number on it. So yeah. she just like went to Facebook and got his phone number and he and then comes back to him. He's like, I have no idea how she got my number. She must be a super spy. Oh, God. Anyway, we never said Sean was smart. <laughs> so Sarah correctly guesses that Destiny asked for money, but also suspects that she's only calling for money because whenever